Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Whining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's everyone doing today? Doing good. It's Friday, so... So glad. And work is over, so great. Yes. And it's payday today for me. It is for me, too. Me, too. Mm. Not because it's the first, though, just because it happens to happen. And it's all... Friday. (laughs) Right. It's all gone, too. (laughs) Our question of the week was, you can save one character from Akatar, but must kill one. Who do you choose? The replies I got on Instagram. We. We. Sorry. Not I. <laughs> um, save the serial Avi and kill more because she sucks and I refuse to elaborate. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Understand. I, I, I get it. <laughs> um, the next one says Tamlin. Bye bye, Jurian. Hello, cereal. I think cereal's always a good mm-hmm. return. Save the cereal and bye bye, Eris. I said it. That that was me. I what? don't. I don't like Eris. I, yeah, no, I don't know. Especially after the, I don't know a couple episodes ago when he was yeah awful to Pharaoh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Save the cereal is saving the cereal is. Easiest, but it should be Claire, to be honest. Vera <laughs> B had PTSD from her death alone. We're all like talking about Siri the Serial. It's probably like <laughs> lived a thousand years, and poor Claire is like <laughs> 17. <laughs> I totally forgot about we her. Forgot her. She's all pinned up. <laughs> I know. Still under the mountain over there. <laughs> um, save Risan and say and get rid of Nesta. I think that is somebody that has not finished with the series yet. Oh, maybe. maybe possibly. <laughs> I mean, he was dead for like a whole second. <laughs> Bring back Amarantha. Kill off Amarin. I'm tired of her old ass. We need some personality. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Amarin has like zero personality. She's quite cranky. I feel like her character and Nesta, they're just a lot. You know, and so they're very similar in a I lot know, of ways. I know, but like it's Nesta too similar. is funny. Like Nesta can be funny. I don't think Amarin's funny very often. Yeah. She takes herself too serious. I think in the later books she does a lot. Like I think there are some points where she's funny in Akamaf. And then now it's like she's just being kind of crappy. Aww. I liked her in the beginning. Not going to lie. Crickets? <laughs> oh, I just thought maybe you had like a reasoning. Oh behind no! It. Oh yeah! I just, oh, I just like her. The drinking blood part, or the, <laughs> she's not quite human. <laughs> there we go. That is exactly why. All of the above. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is exactly why. Because Maggie drinks blood on the weekends. Everybody. It's a Friday. My brain's already down. It's too bad we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we ended up with. <clears throat> the whole clan over there at Amarin's apartment, right? Yes, discussing they're all the, hanging out the plans and Farrah getting a little pissy because they're talking shit about her sisters, her sisters as they should, as she should. Yep. And uh, she was like a good little sister and stood up for them. So she was, she did. She was going to give them the choice to get involved. Well, I mean, it should be their choice. They didn't get the choice. No. The cauldron, so. Well, yeah. I understand. The first wine of the night is Arbor Mist. Pink Moscato in the flavor pineapple strawberry. It tastes Going like, back to really high good. school days. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't drinking when I, I was in high school. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant um, college. Yeah, yeah. It's very, like, juicy. It, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's quite juicy, actually. Mm. It's yeah. very I feel nice. like yeah, I'm drinking a fruit. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to chapter 17. Invitations to the High Lords would go out tomorrow. They had a date and a time, but no location, since the High Lords would not likely accept their initial suggestion. TBD. TBD. I hate that. I know. Farrah can feel some tension between her and Rhysand following her snapping at him earlier in Amran's apartment. 
She lets Cassian fly her to the house for dinner, and he makes a few jabs at her choice of shoes. She's wearing <laughs> embroidered slippers, and he finds it comical. She tells him it's not like she's going to need proper footwear for battle. They're just having dinner. But Cassian reminds her that Nesta will be there, so there may be a battle. <laughs> <laughs> so has anyone ever made fun of you to your face for something you wore? Yes, Julia. Always. Jinkos. Oh, yeah. I mean, Girl. That's, that's like self-explanatory. I'm pretty sure Arnold's made fun of a choice of shoe of mine, especially when mm. I wear like platform looking sneakers because he's like, why? And I'm like, well, because I'm 5'3 and I'm lacking in the leg area. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of any time recently that someone has said it to my face that something I'm wearing is dumb but I remember in middle school <laughs> when I was in the eighth grade when we were living in that tiny town mm-hmm. and I decided to wear a dress to school everyone was looking at me like you're wearing a dress <laughs> well because so night it's it was a different time like people today I can't even imagine being in high school or middle school today where they have, like, perfect makeup, perfect everything. You know, mm-hmm. they're already doing their hair and their I nails. Know. Like, I didn't even iron, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if it came out wrinkled, that's what I was wearing. Yeah. Can you imagine? So people didn't wear dresses. Yeah. Oh, no. My mom would get mad if I put on makeup. Mm. In eighth grade, there's, like, seventh graders with makeup. I wasn't even wearing makeup at the time, I don't think. I was, like, no. maybe Max lipstick. That was all I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and yeah, and I was wearing like a jean jacket or something like that over it. It was super casual, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. The Nike jacket for me. <laughs> yeah, everyone lived in their wind, their wind breakers and um, wind breakers. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It was Thankfully. just like a tracksuit kind What's of. What's funny is like it's considered kind of retro now, right? For people mm-hmm. to wear. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the, <laughs> the juicy stop. couture, like. Yes. <laughs> jumpsuits. Yeah. I would live in that. I, would, I will not say I didn't want them, but I d- will say I never had them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Feyre asks Cass if he'd use Nesta to try and repair the wall. He quickly states that he would, not only for their sakes, but to get her out of the dang house because otherwise she'd destroy herself. Feyre talks about the day that Nesta was made. It was like all that she was, the steel and fire became magnified. Cassian tells her he'd never forget that day. He doesn't see her power, but he can feel it when she's pissed at him, which is most days. I'm sorry, but how is she destroying herself right now? She's like reading, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I'm destroying myself right now, too. Why, why are you so self-destructive? Because I'd be know. reading a lot. Or, yeah, I think that I think I guess he knows the potential of like she's yeah the way she is it's like it's not gonna her she will not just be satisfied curled up with a book for long she'll like bite somebody's head off yeah he wants to satisfy her right (laughs) (laughs) so favorite questions why nesta is so angry with him and he tells her he didn't hold his promise to protect her and elaine she tries to remind him that his wings were shredded uh, and he was nearly gone himself she asks him why he even bothers, and he tells her it's because he cannot stay away. Oh, I, I love him. that. Oh, he I says know. that. I know. And I love that graphic audio. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once in the dining area, Favorite goes to speak with Lucian. Everyone is dressed differently. The Bat Boys in fighting leathers, Amarin in gray, more in a gown, Lucian all fancy. <laughs> more in a gown. <laughs> well, Favorite's in slippers. Right. More's I- going out later. <laughs> It's like Farrah's wearing Uggs, right, or something? Right, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Understandable. She's yeah. like, I'm a high lady. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Um, he asks what the dress code was, and she tells him, whatever you want, basically. Elaine didn't come down. <laughs> she was still being ghostly in her room. But Nesta did join for dinner, dressed in a dark blue gown that hugged all her curves. Mm-hmm. And Cassian was definitely affected. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Reese provides the gowns and acquires all sorts of fine clothing without telling anyone where he got them. Hmm. hmm. I'm like, did your mom sew her her clothing too, or what? Did, did she? Did she know something? I know, right? She's like, I was a seer too. Yeah. Maybe he's got like little fairies, like on um, uh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> like, right. Sew things up these tiny, tiny ones. Yeah, yeah. those ladies that do uh, like Feyre's hair. Maybe they were like mm-hmm. making taking measurements while they're working with her. 
Yeah. They're fairies. They're like they can they can like probably eye stuff, and they're like, oh, that's like they know her measurements, right? Yeah, twenty five. <laughs> Moore tries to tell Nessa that she'd try to steal the gown if they were the same size, and Nessa only returns the compliment by looking her up and down and telling her she didn't feel the same about hers, which was <laughs> quite scandalous with cutouts and lots of skin showing. Which is funny because like Nessa's very proper and yes. the fact that she's always covered, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she didn't even want to wear like pants yeah right? uh, and the, the style there is very different from like the human lands mm-hmm. oh, so like everything's covered up like they mentioned it during like the akamath mm-hmm. how everybody's covered up and like on their side it's like fairy <laughs> fairy <laughs> dresses are non-existent yeah see-through practically mm-hmm. you know Cass and Moore joke that more wine is needed to endure the night but like when is more wine not needed right no it's all true that needed. Hey, guys, do you guys have a favorite wine for right now? For right now? Yeah, like, what would you say is your number one right now? It's probably the Farm Fresh Blueberry one. Mm. I like the Stella Rosa Black. I've been Hmm. so into that one lately. That's funny. I don't like that one. But you know what? (laughs) What was that Texas one that you had gotten at the very beginning? the, The one that was raspberry? Was it? Yeah. It was. That one tasted like cake. Oh, I love that one too. I wasn't here for that one. I was here for the blueberry. Did you bring blue, no blackberry or something? I, got I think we've had both. Cherry okay. and I got plum. Oh, it was that one, the plum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is going. I actually had it. Now I lost it. Oh, I like the the fresh farms with the cranberry. Oh, oh yeah, that, that one's good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I would probably have to pick that pineapple and chili. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, really good. Yeah. That, is. that was really good. Yeah. Mm. You know, that lime one, I know that y'all thought it would taste like, like a mojito, but it would be really good during the summertime. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to try the mango one. They have a mango one, mm. a mango and chili. I don't know how that would be, but. Oh, Ooh, I mean, anything really with good. the chili now, I'm tempted, right? Anyway, right. so that's <laughs> what I was, I was thinking about whenever they were like, more wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, when sitting across from Amarin, Nessa asks her why her eyes glow. <laughs> isn't that funny? Like, it's like, have you ever, well, Georgie isn't as uh, vocal as, like, Estella, who's like, mm-hmm. why is this that? And yeah. why is this this? She'll be like, why do you have white hairs? You know, like, she won't even, she, just, she does not hold back. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny. Um, so, she shows no fear, unlike the rest of everyone oh yeah nesta has no filter right yeah mm. she's just it's funny because she's like all about proper, proper right but she's but she she's just straight to the point and yeah. she's like mm-hmm. yeah no one had ever dared to ask her but she tells nesta that it's the one thing that gives a glimpse into what is hidden beneath her facade Nessa then asks, what is beneath? <laughs> but she doesn't give an actual answer, just says that the two of them are much alike. They do not fit into the mold they were forced into. And Nessa tells her that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Amaran only tells her that when she erupts, to make sure it's felt across worlds. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Resan's like, why are you encouraging that? Right? Don't encourage her, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, the remainder of the piece finally sit down and Lucian ends up at the head of the table, which is like awkward for him. <laughs> he's like so used to being like struck down like a little dog by Tamlin, you know. And yeah. He's, like, anyway. Or following social rules that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and there it's just like, eh, sit where you want. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever had to do that? Like at Thanksgiving, I was like at Arnold's house. I was like, I don't know where to sit. No. And he takes forever. He always takes forever to sit down with his freaking plate. So I'm like, I want to sit next to him. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know where he's sitting. And then, anyway. Yeah, is, totally. And then, and then well, people come over and they sit in my spot at my house. I'm like, that's my spot. But nobody knows where I sit. Like Arnold sits at the head and I hit, I sit like directly to the right of him. Yeah. And like mm. some people sit there and I'm like, that's yeah. Well, I imagine Lucian is a lot Why? better at being social uh, <laughs> than how he is. I guess it's also weird because they all used to be his enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Beira reminds him it's quite informal. In fact, Azrael is the only polite one, she informs her. Picture that. Scary and polite. Love <laughs> mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah. Feyre uh, is serving herself and Nesta, and Nesta quietly tells Feyre that she now knows what she had meant about the food. 
Oh, good food. Good callback. Would mm-hmm. you ever like? Do you do you ever like compare like I'd say that your everyday food, and then you're like, this is like the best dish I've ever had. If when you go somewhere else, that's how I am about all Italian food, really, because I never <laughs> eat anything like that. I mean, other than pizza, you know. But I don't ever really go out to eat for Italian food. So once mm-hmm. I get it, I'm like, this is the best. Oh, I don't really yeah. like to do that because. Italian food is high mm. in calories. It and hits, and like my hips grow about two inches. Wow. Yes. Not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, when you get a really good like key lime pie somewhere, I'm like, oh my God, why don't I eat this all the time? Oh, hands down, though, like uh, anybody that makes, not restaurants, I, I tend to get surprised by people and the way they cook and how well they cook. Mm-hmm. Like when I have we have potlucks and there's that one person that try that actually tries. You know? <laughs> oh my god! I remember going to y'all's potlucks and they had the lumpias. Those were so oh, good. Yeah, I could eat like so ten of them. Delicious. I felt really bad. I was like, I'm gonna like hide these under other foods so people don't realize how many I got. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one. Right. <laughs> Hundred. Pierre <laughs> asks Cassian about training. They'll start up again early the next morning. Which is like he wants to start off real early, and that's a no go for me. Training, at least. I, I mean, I can, I can wake up early and watch TV. <laughs> I'm not a morning person at all, or a night person. Cassian, Reese, and Ezra are all joking about the start of females training. Apparently, Cassian was tired of staring at all the mugs of the males and wanted something nice to look at while training. Moore joins in, and they all. Get all childlike, sticking out tongues, making faces. And Amarin advises Therese to leave them at home when he meets with all the High Lords. <laughs> Lucian asks if they're going to hide Feyre's powers. His father would likely side with Hybern if he thought that killing Feyre would allow him to get his power back. He also suggests Asriel find out what his brothers have told Baron. Both Baron and Eris would use that information to their advantage to control them. Reese then tells Lucian that he and Azriel should talk together to make plans, and then he reveals that another meeting needs to be scheduled. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Chapter 18 Cassian begs Reese to tell him they are not going to the Court of Nightmares. Nesta asks what that is. Lucian says it is where the rest of the world believes the majority of the Night Court is the seat of power. Reese confirms that it still is to everyone outside of Valaris, and they need to meet with Kier to talk about his Darkbringer Legion. Nesta asks why Reese doesn't just order him and his forces to do so, and Cassian is the one who explains that there is a protocol in place as the Court of Nightmares mostly governs itself, with Kier in place as their steward. He is legally entitled to refuse aid to his armies. It was part of an agreement his ancestor made with the Court of Nightmares thousands of years ago. They would remain within the mountain and not disturb them, but retain the right to decide against assisting with war. Which war. is funny because, like, they're all evil people and they decide, they no, they're I, don't, kinda, I don't want to do war. Like, <laughs> they're literally very awful people. Right. But, you know, it's so weird that they're like that... Uh, I guess they don't have knowledge of Valoris, maybe? No, I don't think so. So, was it them that were kind of happy under Amareth, or Right, right. Some of them, like, enjoyed her role, as, yeah. as did I. So. As, oh, my God. Anyway. Way. Moore tells all that they're, they've refused twice before, and Reese informs them that they'll leave in two days. He will find a way to convince them to help. Moore reminds him that the Darkbringer Legion was nearly as bad as the enemy in terms of their behavior. Moore seems to be getting worked up about this decision of Reese's, and she asks as what he thinks, and he said he wasn't the the decision maker, and she clearly is not happy with that answer. Yeah, she's like, that's a bullshit answer, and I'm like, leave him alone. Yeah, Moore clearly thinks that she has Azriel and Cassian wrapped around her finger. Which is disgusting, because I want to punch her face in, because I... Have Cassian as Delulu. Delulu, we are. Yeah. Reese offers her an out, and Moore says she has to come. 
She just needs to find a dress suitable to horrify her father. I think that's funny a little bit. It right. is funny. <laughs> for real. And Nessa's probably like, well, is this not enough? Right? <laughs> right. Freaking out about all the skin that, the more skin available, right? Like she's just going to have booby tassels and a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she wear a lot of red too or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she. I think that everyone, everyone clings to that first scene of her that's wearing red mm. at wherever Rita's. I think. But yeah. I think she's also wearing. I think this. Is she just, wears just, other colors too. I think this one's red also. But they're yeah. all like, I've, bright. Oh, okay. Like yeah. look at me. Yeah. Attention. Barely there. Hey. Yeah. Who do you she, very pick me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Farah tries to talk about training once again to lighten the mood, and she invites Nesta, who refuses the invitation. Farah tells everyone that she wants to learn to fly, and this shocks everyone. She tells Nesta she can shapeshift, and with the oncoming conflict, the new skill will be useful. Oh, by the way, sis, I can shift into a a, a fucking bird. <laughs> Check out my wings. <laughs> like, failed to mention that. Mm-hmm, yeah. By the way, the way I would just like shift into random people just to mess right? with people. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> yeah, that would be so funny. It would be funny to do it to like Elaine. Oh yeah, as her <laughs> previous fiance. Ooh, that's fucking oh, you, you are Amarantha. You know that so evil for saying that. Oh my god. The heck? <laughs> god, I was more thinking about along the lines of like Tamlin. And like walking into Reese's room. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she wants to fight with the Illyrians in the sky. Cassian tells her he doesn't know that they have enough time to learn all that is needed for her to do that. Reese tells him that they'd teach her what they know until then. Azrael offers to teach Feyre, and he's the one who's learned most recently. And she can uh, train with Cassian. Uh, you know, on fighting and stuff. And then he'd start instruction after class. So, after class, after lunch. Feyre then turns to her sister and tells her of the holes in the wall and Hybron's plan to bring down the wall. She suggests that Nesta has the power to close the holes. Hose. (laughs) Them hose. Amran tells her she'd, she'd help and suggests that they go to the Court of Nightmares too. And this surprises Feyre. Why do you think that she invited her to... The Court of Nightmares. She's like, this could be your your place, too. <laughs> well, I explain in the next couple sentences. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Maybe she wants to trap her down there. Oh. <laughs> you stay here. Mm-hmm. You belong here, witch. Yes. Amran goes to, on to tell her that there may be opportunities to practice since the Hewn City is a trove of objects of power. Nesta needed to get a feel for what something like the Wall or Cauldron might be like, Nesta only asks why they don't kill the King of Hybern before he attempts to bring down the wall. She then asks about the human queens. Had they been made immortal? Azrael reports that it's unclear. Some say yes, others say no. No way, Azrael. <laughs> Is that what unclear means? <laughs> Nesta tells all that by the end of this war, she wants the queens dead. If they promised to kill them all, the queens and the king, she'd help with the wall. I like the way she thinks. I know. Reese was probably like, oh, I like her sister. He's like, maybe she does belong in my court. Right? But she refuses to give testimony at this meeting. No one knows what it was like. She would not beg High Faye to help them. It was her story, and she wasn't going to give it to them. And Farah dare not suggest elaine nesta would rip her throat out and then she leaves the dining room where's the wine (laughs) (laughs) hours later reese and Feyre are walking through the streets of valaris there are still scars from the attack months ago you know the months ago during (laughs) akamafa that's how i think of this story (laughs) the whole time like they're discussing dinner with nesta and Feyre. thinks it went fairly well, considering that she had agreed to help them. Nesta was a private person, and Feyre shouldn't have asked her to share her story. 
Reese tells her that he hadn't intended to insult Nesta earlier, and she apologizes for snapping at him, but he tells her it was warranted. She was, she was defending her sister, and Feyre is just so used to having to please Tamlin and present a uni unified front that it's so different to have Reese welcome some pushback, calling him out. Stop right there. Have you ever snapped at somebody, like your significant other, in front of people and then like felt really bad about it? Oh. Um, I don't think I've ever done it in front of people, but sometimes I do do it. I'm like, sorry. Uh, my ex and I used to work together. Mm. Well, we, yeah, we, we, we worked closer to each other. And he would uh, ask me for things in mm -hmm. a meeting where there's like a lot of people. And so whenever um, I brought up something, like I would say, oh, well, we're doing this to help the situation. And then he would say, he would question it. Absolutely. Like snap. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I loved it. So I, I could not do that. Like I could not work with Arnold because... Well, first of all, Arnold's a very, like, big conspiracy theory person. So if I would suggest something, he'd be like, well, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make me spend more money? Or something like that. You know, something ridiculous. And Or he'd say, well, maybe I need a second opinion. Maybe my phosphorus isn't that high. Or something oh stupid God. like that. Right? <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm the expert. <laughs> and, like, and then I'd be like, which? Stay in your lane. Sir, I don't know. No and I just did the act. Do you have a problem oh with, <laughs> with science? <laughs> oh, no, he does. He totally does. And he will admit to it that sometimes his arguments are ridiculous, but that's just who he is. Uh, no wonder Charlie loves him. That guy has an explanation for everything. I couldn't argue with somebody like that. He tells her they are equals. They have each other's back, but also need to be honest with one another. And in front of people. I know, yeah. Right? Like, okay, asking Nesta to help in front of everybody, mm, mm -hmm. not so smart. <laughs> okay, so, like, okay, so he's, like, welcoming her to, like, call him out, whatever, in front of his family or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Dad would tell Mom, don't correct me in front of my family. Like, don't correct me in front of people. Like, just keep it to yourself, and later on, tell me I'm wrong. No, I'd be like... Okay, but you were like dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, and yeah, and he would I, get so upset when she would say like, "No, nah, you're wrong." I guess I could oh, see that man. if you are a manager, if you're mm -hmm. in a manager, if you're a, and you're, I'm your co-manager mm -hmm. person. I could understand that, but I'm your partner. And then if you are actually wrong about something, mm -hmm. why would I let you make your, a fool out of yourself? Yeah. So like, okay. So that brings up the point you're talking about managers. I was thinking about this. So my manager's super cool. She, without even you even telling her that you've done this and that and the other, if somebody like says that you did something wrong, she's like, she'll defend you without even knowing the details. Like mm -hmm. she's just ready to defend you. And we were discussing it with the social worker, her manager, like during their quality meeting, which is in front of like the director of operations, the, the medical director, like in front of all sorts of people. And it's not in front and it's on teams, but still. And she's like, well, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And why didn't you do this? And I was like, I told her, QAI, that's not the time to do that. Like, mm. you you tell, you let her do her spiel, and then you pull her aside afterwards, right? And you say, hey, you've heard her do this and this and that. Do it next time. Uh -huh. But, like, to be like that, I feel like that's kind of like, you know. Unprofessional. Like she, yeah, unprofessional, very much. Which is funny because she gave us a professional, like, education the other day. <laughs> or, like, last month. Anyway, but, I mean, that's just, like, that is calling somebody out. When it's unnecessary, right, like her right. forgetting a couple of tidbits, it's not going to change yeah. the and, way yeah. this quality meeting is going. Like her mm -hmm. tidbits, like this much, you know, it's mm -hmm. like out of the entire thing. And I, I told her like my boss would never do that. She would just make suggestions after the fact. She would never do that and embarrass me in front of people. Mm. Yeah. I know, I know people that delight in doing that. So. And I don't know if, it, if it's, yeah. like, because they want to make it seem like, oh, I'm a good manager. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that doesn't make you a good manager to call out your own people in front of people. There's managing and then there's being a leader. And some people cannot be both. No, nope. They can only be one or the other. It's like, there's also bad things about being, you know, just not a manager either, too. But still. Yeah. You, Maggie? So, a question, because I, I've never worked outside of where I work now. Mm-hmm. 
manager and supervisors are they the same thing or is that yeah, the boss yeah. or no, yeah it's the same thing the same thing then my supervisor is like a ride or die she's always sticking up to the boss for yeah me. yeah my our boss oh. my boss is really good and she'll like defend you mm-hmm. or whatever like i said like without even knowing the specifics she'll, she'll just say like i know how she is and right. she would never do this and you know or there's a reason for it or mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah, yeah, I can, I can talk endlessly about it, but yeah, I yeah, totally so, so good I, but I just don't understand. I just don't like that. Like I, right, not the time to right. call out people. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you make yourself look bad too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nesta, exactly. Yeah. I think Nesta has gone through a lot of trauma, and then she's like asking her, "Oh, would you tell the story of your 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 most traumatic event in the <laughs> exactly. last three months in front of all these strange men uh-huh. who think little of you, right? <laughs> right? And actually, all females all together, right? Because they don't believe in high ladies, right? Oh my goodness! So like, yeah, and then they cut off the wings of you know, yes, and then they'll and they'll just like laugh at you, right? <laughs> They were all gonna laugh. At oh my gosh, I was just thinking of that. Where does it come out of? Like my brain just went Carrie. blank. Carrie. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Carrie. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, just. Yeah. So not the time to ask for somebody to like. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell us your horror story. Yeah. Actually, tell it to a bunch of females that. Right. Probably exactly. don't give a shit. It's like- <laughs> so she gives him a bit of truth. He should be. Careful working with Kier. He could hurt more. Reese tells Pharaoh that more should be used to it by now. And honestly, I agree. I do too. Completely. Do too. Like, How long has she been alive? She's, and also, like, she's, she's like, tough, right? Like, yeah. Come on. And she's supposedly, yeah, she's supposedly tough and the, the best person to, like, be the liaison between the Court of Nightmares and you know Laura's mm. or whatever the this is her job yes this yeah. is her job like and if you're not good at it pick a different person well, but honestly i bet if she said hey i don't want to work there anymore i bet you he would be like all right you know get it we'll put you somewhere else you know we don't need you to stay there it's let's get asriel he's so polite and scary I'm sure at the same time dude asriel would like own that whole place right <laughs> oh my gosh can you imagine on the throne <laughs> i don't know i like now i'm like talking up Azrael. i think i like Azrael just Started as like much as like cassian right tag team oh my god i'm so excited just because like he's so dark and then he's polite at the same time mm-hmm. so it's like mm, the deeper that's promising we get into the the books and like the closer i pay attention to things i'm like oh my god i guess i can see why they like Azrael. Because mm-hmm. I, w- I remember saying, being one of those people that says, oh, he hasn't even said, like, two words. And- mm-hmm. I know, but it's, it's like, the second time you read it, you're, like, thinking of his darkness and, like, the potential. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. And there's so much sh- yeah. shadow daddy representation mm-hmm. now in book books these days. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> His, uh, so he says that his troops, uh, Kier's troops, are worth it. She asks if she is to continue playing his whore when they visit once again. Um, Farah, not more. <laughs> not, not, not more is, you know, yeah. Now that she is high lady. And he leaves it up to her how she wants to portray herself. Hey, so quick question. Would you guys be like high powerful high lady or whore? Um, I would go... I would, I would legit show up in office appropriate, office casual. <laughs> oh, my God. So you'd be the whore? No. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's I plenty would... of whorey people out there in offices. I would totally sure. be the whore. <laughs> I mean, if he's going to rub on me like he did last time, why not? Right. right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. I would not mind Reese. Um, even though he can be kind of a, a, a turd. I think it could be like a little bit hot, him telling you things and nobody else can hear it. Mm. Yep. Uh, change my mind. I will be the horror. <laughs> <laughs> I will wear a black polo. <laughs> what the fuck? Just, one of those polos that's like cut right here. Like you can't even cover your boobies. It's a crop top, damn it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I'd be one of those. I would be wearing those uh, uh, 
low cut shirt that all the you know all the ladies at the office complain to their supervisor mm-hmm. about, and then you have to have a meeting at the end of the day with your boss. No, do you remember like in Flash Dance when they go to that fancy restaurant and she's got her little tie on, but when she takes off the coats, like all naked in the back, and like he's like, okay, <laughs> and it's because she's you know she's pissed off at him, so she's trying to like get a rise out of and embarrass him. But it was, I mean, it looked like. She was wearing, like, a tie and tux or something, but it was all naked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Farrah's like, I'm going in a, in a tie and suit. That's it. Some, of, <laughs> some of it. <laughs> they move to discuss the High Lord meeting. There will be a binding spell that forces everyone to cease fire. Anyone breaking that bond would likely pay with their life. They discuss who may be on their side. Helian, Callius... She also tells him she will be helping Nesta and Amran in researching ways to repair the wall. Yay! Um, she could read! <laughs> so that's... She's an extra helper. All right. How bad. Trusting Lucian is another topic they discuss. Reese is not yet sure if he'd tell him where the meeting was located or if he'd bring him along. He's going to see how he acts in the next two weeks leading up to the meeting and decide then. She tells him she hadn't asked Lucian about his feelings regarding Tamlin. And so that's all they say about that, because they don't want to talk about Lucian and Tamlin. We don't talk about Tamlin. <laughs> <laughs> then Reese tells Feyre that they, they, he and Feyre, deserve to be happy, and he'd fight for it. She corrects him that they both would fight for it. Together, this city and his people helped bring her back to life, and she'd fight with everything she had to protect it. Our second bottle of the night is Freisinet Cordon Negro Gran Selección Cava. Is it like Spanish? I don't know if it's Spanish or Italian, one or the other. Okay. Because you made it sound very Spanish <laughs> or Mexican or something. Sorry, it's a very came out. Pre- it's a pretty bottle. It it is a pretty bottle. I'm gonna pour it myself is. some. Okay, guys, moving on. Chapter nineteen. The next day, Fitzroy meets Cassian for training after another session of feasting with mm. Resend. Mm. Yeah, at the table or in the bed. In bed. No. Kind of like uh, the fortune cookies, right? Yay. In bed. Um, Cass is looking a bit uptight, so she asks what's up with him. She asks if it's Nesta, and he barks at her that not everything is about her sister, but, you know, it really is. It does seem to be that right. way, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She tries to dig a bit more, but he's hesitant and just tells her what to do next as part of her training. And he eventually lets her know that he is upset that she and Reese had hid the fact that Pharaoh was high lady when they went into Highburn. As Reese's mate, Fair was still Resand's to protect, but as High Lady, Fair was his to protect. Fair now belongs to all of them, and they wouldn't have put her in as much danger. Did, I felt weird when I first like, well, when I listened to this part, I was like, mm, like, does he like? That's kind of like a little bit sexy. <laughs> no, but so what's okay? So if you think about it, remember when like they were going to the Weavers? Yeah, and like he was. She uh, was like, in, "Tell them where my room is." Or yes, something. Oh. exactly. I'm like, maybe there's a little something you know that needs to be felt right. out right there. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> it's like a whole swingers party with all of them, right? Right. <laughs> Truly. He's upset that she didn't think herself think of herself as essential. Remember how like. Essential workers. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Hey, but shouldn't Cassian be used to it by now? Because Reese has done all kinds of this, exactly. this similar stuff. She states that everyone else is vital. She could not live with herself if it had gone worse. She did what she did to get them out. And she gets upset because Reese hasn't been grilling her regarding her decision. Uh, yet, you know, Cassian is. But Cassian corrects her, telling her that he was beside himself with worry. Every moment she was away, he was in a panic. Cassian was mad at Reese, too. He pulled the same crap when he went to Emma Marantha's party 50 years ago. Must have been a great party. Great woman equals great party. Oh, no. my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the last time you're writing notes. I know. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> 
Cassian would never forget when Reese spoke to them mind to mind all those years ago. He tells her it went quiet in his head when he heard what had happened to her. He had been asleep for two weeks while healers worked on his wings. Honestly, who wants to sleep for two weeks? Me. 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 I totally, but like if I slept for two weeks, maybe my bags would go away. I think that's what it would take, two weeks of sleep. Mm. (laughs) Did y'all ever do one of those research things where they tell you to sleep for like 30 days? Yes. Like, (laughs) Dude, what if you have to pee? Can you imagine? Uh, Hello, catheter. I've been catheterized uh, many times. Mm. But can you imagine, like your eyebrows are all like one eyebrow, and then your legs are like (laughs) curly hair. Your legs. Mm -hmm. You're like barefoot now. But you know, also the worst. Breath. I would probably be twenty pounds lighter. <laughs> hey, yeah. he reminds her that they could rely on him and the rest of the inner circle. Both she and Reese seem to forget that and try to do everything themselves. He's been general for his armies for five hundred years. He knows how to delegate, but Reese still tries to do it all on his own. He tells Favor that if the High Lords fail to step up, Reese would still face Highburn and take the brunt of it. Okay. So he halts mid-conversation, asking someone to join them with a look that was predatory. She knew it was Nesta, who told him he was only exercising his mouth. I mean, he, and he can do that anytime, anytime he, wants. he wants. Over here. He taunts her, calling Nesta scared, but she just calls him an oversized bat who likes to throw tantrums, <laughs> which I would say... Pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all remember in the 90s where they had the inquirers out? Yeah. The bat boy. Yeah. Favor begs Reese down the bond to save her. Cassian asks if he can help relieve some of the tension that Nesta seemed to have the night prior. And she tells him that Emron would be there shortly to help train her. Suddenly, Azriel shows up to tell her niece he needs to start their lessons a bit earlier. Thank you, Reese. How convenient. <laughs> he grabs Sarah and flies her away, leaving Cass and Nesta to continue to spar. Uh, I would love to like hear what those I what know. that is. I'm sure it's real Sounds sexy. Like. I know. <laughs> During their lesson, Azrael and Favor discuss Cassian and Nesta's early morning arguing. Amarin would would be there to start, but Azrael asked her to to delay her arrival a bit, giving Cassian some more quality time with his Nesta. <laughs> you know, to argue. <laughs> Then they move on to Lucian. They start work with Feyre trying to summon her wings, and he asks permission to feel <laughs> up her wings. And he's amazed to feel that they just feel like they feel like his. I wonder if he's felt up Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I want that in a picture, or a video, slow motion. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, Cassian can touch my wings anytime he wants, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except for these chick wings. That'd no, be weird. No, no, not those. Actually, he could, he could touch those too if he wanted. Oh. <laughs> His first lesson for her was to not let her wings drag on the ground. She needed to strengthen her back, her thighs, her arms, and her core. Basically, everything. Oh, and he, he like can he, help me do all that. I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, help me stretch, please. <laughs> uh, he gives her a few commands, spreading them. Mm. Yeah, folding them inward, and she's already pooped. She loses her balance a couple of times and thinks to herself, maybe this was a waste of time. Ma'am, it is not. (laughs) He's he's touching you, right? (laughs) Third bottle of the night is... Oh, I think this is another fun one to say. Juliet, that part's easy. La Sanglier, I I would say, or maybe La Sanglier. I don't know. Rosé wine, (laughs) part of a France... So, I mean, how do you say that in French? I don't know. I've never taken a French class. so. But this bottle is cute, so I'm assuming it tastes cute, right? Um, how does cute taste? Uh, like Cassian? <laughs> oh, my God. Give me that bottle. I want to, I want to taste Cassian. <laughs> Chapter 20. After lunch, Reese takes Vera to the library, somewhere she's never been. It's a few levels below the House of Wind. He tells her before the war, humans were not allowed into their libraries unless on an errand for their masters. Masturbators. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) The Fae. The books were full of magic and they wanted to keep some of that knowledge from humans. Scholars burned down libraries rather than let humans access the information once the wall was built. The fear was that humans would learn to use dangerous spells on the Fae. She tells him that humans don't have magic, 
but he tells her the ones who have distant fae relatives, wink, wink, do have magic. She asked if the the fae and humans that had bred together, what happened to their offspring once the wall went up. They usually went to live with their human mothers and became outcasts and pariahs. They were a reminder of the slavery the humans had to endure. If they stayed on the fairy lands, they were deemed of a lower class than less fairies. Once Reese had become High Lord, there was little he could do to help the half half breeds. Quote: If the wall were to come down, he tells Pharaoh the city would be open to them. Oh, oh, now Reese. I know, but he was like, this, "This place has been quiet or like shut away from too many people for too long, right?" Yeah, um, and a lot of people have a lot of problems with Reese and how the like he doesn't like. It seems like he's progressive, but his lands are not progressive. <clears throat> the only one, the only area that's progressive is Philaris. Reese introduced Pharaoh to Closo, a priestess who works in the library. Pharaoh voices that she didn't think priestesses left their temples. He says that the priestesses there were special. Pharaoh looks to the library, which has a gaping hole that descended into the dark heart of the like world. Glory hole. <laughs> I was thinking of some, something else, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> she asks Reese, what was at the bottom? And he tells Pharaoh that he once dared Cassian to go down. <laughs> he had come back up faster than he'd ever seen him fly. He was pale and never said what he saw. When Reese said he was going to see what was down there, Cass threatened to tie him to a chair. It's been about 200 years and he still won't talk about it. Even now, if you mention it, he will go pale and not talk for hours. <laughs> so, I wonder, is there anything that you will not talk about? That you have, is there something that like, um, that you can like briefly say... Hey, there's this thing I saw once, and I will. I don't understand it. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, I don't have anything like that that's scary <clears throat> that I want to talk about, but... I do. What's that? And then you were there. I was. That It freaks me out that I swear that there was somebody that blood? was running when we were coming home from and the club. And they were full of blood? They were covered in blood. I oh, know. Shit. There was a dude in a white t-shirt uh-huh. running... Um, Don Chapman Ranch. Yeah, we were. Whoa. It was a f- nothing but field. No, it, actually, it was a broken up. Uh, it was a torn down barn. Uh-huh. If you if you if you are in Texas, there are like, and you drive around, you see there are a lot of dilapidated barns. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in the middle of the night, like I don't know if he was trying to hail a cat, a hail cab, hail a ride or something like that, but he was covered in blood. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. And, and we just kept on going. We're like, and we all looked at each other like, did you see what we just saw? And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh, shit. What if he was running away from somebody and actually needed help? I know, but uh, what if he was running to do something? So, like, yeah. we're like three girls. We're like, I don't want to invite you 20s. to my blood. <laughs> I want to say we were like 20 and, and 21. We weren't really Ooh. technically allowed to actually drink. Like, no, I was, but y'all probably weren't. I don't know. No, I think we were because we were the throws. <clears throat> so it was like 22, 23. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but moving on. To live, you know, be rude. Like, don't be like that person that's like, oh, like if you want to live and you have like that feeling like oh mm-hmm. uh, it means live and go away <laughs> <laughs> where am I at okay Reese goes on to say that if it doesn't bother us they wouldn't bother it whatever it is a monster something living closely leads them to a reading area about three levels down after leaving them at a big table full of giant books and other research supplies, Reese tells Farah that Clotho was hurt badly by a group of males. They cut out her tongue and smashed her hand so she couldn't write. Moore found her and brought her here. He'd allowed Moore to hunt the males down, and then she returned to help Clotho heal as best as she could. Others who have endured similar tragedies also work there. He made it a refuge for them. Some come and stay a short while. Others will leave after some healing. The library belongs to the priestesses, and outsiders can only go upon their approval. They start some nasty flirting about licking and how Reese (laughs) is the greatest lover, blah, blah, blah. And then he winnows away and leaves her to do her research. 
In her research, they find a few things Reese was not aware of. <clears throat> At the time of the treaty, he had been healing in the cabin in the mountains. One thing for sure was that the wall was not intended to last forever. It was supposed to last to keep peace until they could decide how they would live together as one people. And humans aged and died along with accurate details of the treaty and the wall. Feyre asked if all seven courts aligned, would that be enough in this war? And he tells her the possibility of winning was very slim. Um, she then asked if he would go head to head with the king, would he win? He says that we don't know the extent of his power. He's had to resort to trickery and threats. He has thousands of years of knowledge and training. If they fought one to one, the damage would be catastrophic. Restates that he's willing to take the brunt of it if the others are willing to at least stand with him. Vera states that she does not accept that as an option. He tells her Prithian might need him. She tells him she needs him in her future. He's given enough and she begs him to just work with them together. You first, Farah. <laughs> right? He asks what her plan is and she reminds him of Amran's warning about joining the two halves of the book <laughs> because she totally put them bitches together when she wasn't supposed to. Don't <laughs> press the red button. Right? It might bring other beings not meant for this world. Um... What if they had monsters on their side? One in particular who has nothing to lose, but everything to gain. The Bone Carver. Mm -hmm. He and Amran have been looking for a way back to their home. Maybe it's time to ask him what he'd give for that opportunity. A bone. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway, so any questions or comments can be sent to... Our email, 3winding, which is at gmail.com with the number 3. You can find us on our TikTok and Instagram at 3winingwitches. Uh, please, what, on whatever platform that you're listening to us on, please give us a five-star review um, and be nice. And, and yeah, that would be much appreciated. I also want to state that we have a little thing going on in our socials of the witch of the week yes and if you would like to participate go and join us yeah there's details on instagram for that mm -hmm. until next time see you later witches toodles <laughs> <laughs>